0: I'm Arielle Laurie, and this is the Blonde Files podcast, where I talk to experts, influencers, and inspirational people in the world of wellness and beyond. Whether it's mental health, spirituality, nutrition, gut health, hormones, exercise, meditation, entrepreneurship, beauty hacks, and procedures, I cover it here with real conversations and even realer guests. I know you're as curious as I am, so I'm asking the questions for you, and you get to listen in. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. I am excited to be doing a solo episode today. I haven't done too many of these, but they're definitely something that I want to start sprinkling in more. So I'm curious to hear from you. I want to know if solo episodes are something that you want more of, if they resonate with you, if you find them entertaining or valuable, helpful, or if you hate them. I really, really want to hear what you guys think. So obviously you can read, you can read, you can leave a review. Um, I see all of them. I really appreciate them. You guys are so supportive, so kind. You can also send me a DM or I don't know. I'll probably just be asking for feedback over on Instagram. So keep an eye out for that because it really helps me kind of shape this into something that everybody can benefit from. So I'm going to be totally honest. I am not 100% right now. I don't know what happened to me today. I had an appointment this morning and everything was fine. And then I suddenly started feeling not so great. And I. Drove home, which took about an hour, and on the drive, I was like, I don't know if I can make it. I might need to pull over. Like, I was crashing. My body was just totally shutting down. I was so tired. I was nauseous. No, I'm not pregnant. Just because a girl's nauseous does not mean she's pregnant. Anyway, and I came home, and I am not a napper. Like, I can be on one hour of sleep, exhausted, feeling like shit, and I still can't nap. My body just doesn't do it. But I got home today and I got in bed and completely crashed for like two hours. So I, uh, I'm a little bit foggy and yeah, we're just going to roll with it. I'm going to try to make this as coherent as possible. Um, I'm going to be talking about something really personal to me, something that has caused me shame and fear, and it's actually harder for me to talk about this than things that you would expect to be hard, like my addiction, but like my addiction and my recovery, I can use this experience for good too, and maybe help somebody out there who may need a nudge to take action in their life so a lot of people have seen me posting about studying and school over on instagram and have asked what i'm up to so the short answer is i'm back in school to get a bachelor of science in integrative health so i'll talk about that in a bit but i'm going to give you the context here so i started drinking and using drugs towards the end of high school And when it came time to apply to colleges, I wanted to just apply somewhere that I knew I could get into early so that I could have fun my senior year. I think a lot of people probably do that. So I got in early to Syracuse, and that's where I went for a brief time my freshman year of college. At that point, I was not only getting into drugs and alcohol, but I was in a relationship with someone who was like, a drug to me. And he was back in Rhode Island where I grew up and I was in upstate New York. So I was young. I was in pain. I was distracted. And I just could not focus on anything other than that relationship and numbing the pain that I was feeling. So you all know what followed. And if you don't, go take a listen to my interviews on Alexis Haynes' podcast, Recovering From Reality or Liz Moody's podcast, Healthier Together, or Courageous Wellness. I've talked about it in a lot of interviews, and I should probably do my own podcast episode um, so that I can refer people there, but those are really in-depth, so go listen there if you want to hear the whole story. But basically, I was completely aimless for 10 years in the throes of addiction, and I was in and out of school without being able to complete much of anything. So I got sober six years ago, and I was so passionate about recovery and the group that I worked with when I got sober that I decided to pursue my KDAC, which is a state certification in substance abuse counseling. So I did a two-year program at UCLA for that, which is not a degree, and an internship. And as you know, I also had this account, which grew and I found myself at a crossroads a year and a half ago where I felt like I either had to pursue my own business or pursue that. I couldn't do both. You can't be in that industry and dealing with that and kind of be like half in. So we all know how that turned out. So that brings me to where I am now. So I'm professionally fulfilled. I love that I get to be creative I get to work with brands that I love. I share a lot of my life. I meet amazing people. I have so many amazing conversations for the podcast, and I have just a lot of flexibility with my career. I'm also personally fulfilled. I'm happily married. I have amazing friends. So many quality relationships in my life. I'm financially secure, and yet this thing that i never finished has just nagged at me for so many years but so has the shame and i don't think i was able to even identify that it was shame until very recently so let's kind of unpack shame a little bit shame is in my opinion just a really insidious emotion Um, I saw it described as an unpleasant self-conscious emotion typically associated with a negative evaluation of the self, withdrawal motivations, and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. So for me, the shame of seeing my peers accomplish things you know, multiple degrees, jobs, getting married, all of that, it definitely fueled my drinking. It's not why I drank by any means, but it fueled it. Um, But shame is so dangerous because often it's not as overt as distress or feelings of worthlessness. It can be so subtle, and that's really kind of what I experienced in sobriety. Just a really, really subtle self-consciousness around things like my intelligence, my worthiness, my ability to talk about certain things, my deservedness of a spot at certain tables. And the thing is, to be clear, I don't believe that a degree changes any of that fundamentally, I know that I'm worthy and I know that I'm intelligent and I know that I can talk about anything with anyone and I've earned my spot, you know, but it's just a personal thing. So I've talked about fear a lot and I realized that shame and fear are really closely related. The shame kind of feels like a secret and then of course there's a fear of being found out. And I want you to think about that and ask yourself if you're feeling stuck or if there's something nagging at you, ask yourself, do I feel like I have a secret? Is there something I want to do, but I'm scared of being found out? Do I feel less than other people? Am I not doing something out of fear of judgment? At 28, I decided arbitrarily that the school ship had sailed. I thought I was officially too old. I mean, how embarrassing to do my undergrad in my 30s. (laughs) The thought of going back was intimidating because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be in class with 18-year-olds. And also, of course, the workload scared me. Um, Despite what a lot of people think, being a content creator is a lot of work and I find, at least for me, with so so few clear boundaries, and given the nature of the work, it's kind of round the clock. I find that I actually work way more hours a week than if I had just a typical nine to five. So I had the self-doubt thoughts, like, could I even manage? And self-doubt, shame, and fear are really a paralyzing trifecta, um, Brene Brown said that shame erodes our courage and fuels disengagement, and I found that to be really, really accurate and poignant. So, I can't really say exactly what made me decide to go back. I think most of it was the evidence that I can do anything I put my mind to, and the knowledge that I am smart and capable, and the realization that I'm not the me with the same issues that I had when I was younger. But it was also my experience walking through a shitload of fear last year and coming out not just unscathed, but stronger than ever. I feel like, and I've talked about this on another solo episode, so go back and listen to the one about fear if you're struggling or if you're curious. Last year was so emotionally turbulent, not because of anything external. It wasn't circumstances. Everything on paper was great, but I was really, really pushing myself through fear and kind of exposing myself to things that really scared me. And I feel like now this year, all these things are happening that I wouldn't have been able to do last year. Um, So I had to grow. We have to get uncomfortable to grow. It just doesn't happen any other way. So if you're struggling I want you to know that you can do anything you put your mind to. You really, really can. I want you to try this exercise to evaluate a few things in your life right now. So just write this down. What am I afraid of right now? How am I doubting myself right now? What actions am I not taking? What actions am I taking that are keeping me stuck? Why am I taking or not taking these actions? I'll give you a hint. It probably goes back to fear or shame in some form. So after writing these down and maybe journaling or meditating about it, try to write down things that you could do to get to where you want to be. Paths to explore, steps you can take. Having it down on paper is just so helpful. It kind of untangles it from our brains. So the last thing that I'm going to say about shame is that it thrives in the darkness of our minds. Something that I learned in recovery is that when things are brought to light, they lose their power. So of course, there are different kinds of shame. There's shame associated with trauma or abuse. There's shame with addiction, like I talked about. There's shame or regret about things that we've done or not done. There are appropriate places to bring these to light. So that's really what I want to leave you with. I want you to know that whatever it is, there's somebody out there that you can talk to about it. And just the simple act of talking about it is such a powerful step in overcoming it. So you can apply that inventory of questions that, I just listed to any situation you're feeling shame or fear about and come to a conclusion of what the healthy thing is to do. But then it's up to you to do something about it. So I wasn't going to talk about school yet until I had a few semesters under my belt. I wanted to play it safe and not tell anyone just in case, you know, it was too hard or I decided I didn't want to do it. But then I realized that that was just fear, fear of failure and believing my self-doubt. Talking about my addiction and recovery and using my experience to help others has relieved me of any shame that I felt associated with it. And I hope that talking about my shame around this subject is helpful to someone listening, and I hope it inspires you to take action in your own life, whatever the situation is. Okay, so finally, circling back to what I'm studying now and why... I have a goal of going to grad school or beyond. I've talked about that before, and you guys know I'm fascinated by the body and the mind. And this major of integrative health melds those together. So it's a lot of foundational science and some pre-med prerequisites mixed with mind, body, spirit stuff. Um, And I'm doing it at ASU online for now because I didn't want to give up the freedom and flexibility that I have kind of... Being a little bit bi coastal, going back and forth between LA and New York, and then traveling. And my husband is going to have a lot of time off, so we're going to try to plan some extensive travel coming up. Um, and the nice thing about online programs offered by big universities now is that you're getting the same professors, the same lectures, the same assignments, everything. And they don't distinguish when you graduate that you were an online student, it's just a degree. I know people who have done this and gone on to grad school and gotten into really good schools from it. So um, if I want to go to grad school, I'll want to do that in person because it it's hard doing it online. It doesn't, I think people associate with online being easier, but I actually find that it's harder because you don't have the interactive classroom experience and there's tons of reading because the classes, at least that I'm taking, are 14 week classes condensed into seven weeks, or actually, not even more than that. It's taking a a semester long class and breaking it down into seven weeks. So instead of reading like one chapter, I'm reading like four a week per class. So it's a lot. It's a lot of reading, especially when I kind of have to like teach myself because I'm not in front of a professor where I can ask questions and all of that. So, I mean, it's not like I'm at Yale or anything, but you get what I'm saying. So, that's that. That's my big life update, and um, I hope you guys don't think that I was, like, being vague for some big reveal, but I just felt like I wanted to get more in-depth about it on here where I can kind of talk about all the reasons why I am doing this now and what held me back and the kind of underlying themes about it. So, now I'm going to get to your questions. Um, Do I experience physical symptoms of anxiety? Yes, but it's gotten so much better. I'm going to be an evangelist right now about transcendental meditation because it is that powerful. It's not like other meditation. And if you're not doing it because you've heard it's expensive, they work on a sliding scale. So you pay according to how much you earn and there are brackets. They're not going to like ask you for your tax returns um it's an honor system so when you go to fill out the paperwork you know it's like what's your household income is it over a hundred thousand or is it like 30 to 50 or whatever um and then you just pay in a in a few payments so you're not even paying up front and i think something that liz moody said is actually very true that like when you're paying for it you're more prone to actually do it because when you're paying money for something, there's incentive, right? Um, so that's that's first and foremost. I mean, I was like riddled with anxiety. And when I started doing TM in the first few days, like it doesn't take a while to start working in the first few days, it was almost fully eradicated. Um, I also go to therapy once a week and I've been working on trauma resolution, which helped a lot of my physical manifestations of trauma. Pilates helps to ground me too. Oh, and I do want to say, if you're curious about the physical manifestations of trauma, go back and listen to my podcast episode with Meg Newman. That's my therapist. She's been my therapist for the past six years. Um, and we get into it. She's specializes in trauma. She's amazing. That was a couple episodes back. Um, Okay, yeah, Pilates helps to ground me. I do Melissa Wood Health, which is an app, and it's life-changing. Do I still experience moments of shame even after all the work I've done to better myself? Yes, like in the situation we just talked about. I can also experience shame when I'm not showing up as my best self. So I don't mean when I have a bad day or I make a mistake at work or anything like that. That's just being human. But if I'm not living in alignment with my values and ideals, like if I'm being dishonest or unkind or disregarding someone else's feelings, being unreliable, that one really gets to me. Um, Luckily, I try to take inventory of my day every night, which is a recovery thing, but I also do the five-minute journal, which really helps. So I catch myself pretty quickly. Um, But we're going to experience these things, and that's life. It's up to us if we're going to learn from it and try to get better or not. Okay. Did I have fears when I was deep in the trenches of my addiction? (laughs) I was one big, giant, effing ball of fear, which is why I kept using. And I actually think fear is why I started using in the first place. I had Fear of feeling uncomfortable and feeling separate from others and fear of feeling unpleasant emotions and fear of abandonment and fear, fear, fear. Alcohol and drugs were not my problem. Alcohol and drugs were my solution to life. I want to make that really clear. I think a lot of people think of like drug and alcohol problems as just like drinking and using too much. And that's actually really not the root of it, at least for me. For me, it was my solution to everything, which is problematic. <laughs> and the real problem is what was underlying, which was my my thoughts and my coping skills and my uh, maladjustment to life, we'll say. Does being in a relationship with someone else who is sober help the shame factor? I don't know. I have zero shame about my addiction. In fact, it is the greatest gift of my life. I'm so proud of who I've become and my ability to use my experience to help other people. So it's never really bothered me since I got sober. Um, I dated guys who weren't sober before my husband and I was comfortable with them. But the nice thing about being with someone sober is the camaraderie, like the the shared experience of having gone through that and coming out on the other side and recovering and having this life in recovery. And we understand each other. We speak the same language. Do I feel like the more I speak about my experience, it helps to rid the shame versus hiding it? Yes, a million times trillion times. Yes, yes, yes. Like I was saying earlier, shame dies in the daylight. Okay, that is all the time that I have for today, being that I took a nap all afternoon. Um, as always, if you feel inspired by this episode and you want to share, you want to support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. I would love to hear if you like these solo episodes. So yeah, if you haven't left a review, please leave one. I will read it. I love, love reading them. This podcast is the thing that is closest to me for sure out of everything that I do. So I really love seeing it grow. I love hearing your feedback, hearing that it's resonating with you guys, and I just appreciate you so, so much. Okay, I will talk to you next week.